And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys are having a fantastic week. Uh, great show for you today. I was joined by my brother, Nick Winquist. Always a great time talking to Nick. And we discussed uh, how Republicans got absolutely trucked last night in Ohio, Kentucky, and elsewhere. Um, the star, the sorry state of the GOP moving forward, and we, we you know, there's, there's plenty of blame to go around, and we, we let you know where we believe a lot of that blame should go. Um, and, and a bunch more. We covered a lot. I think you guys will enjoy it. Before I get to Nick, guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to subscribe. If you're an Apple user, please take a couple seconds to leave us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate that. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. Right, without further ado, the great Nick Winquist. All right, guys, we're here with my brother, Nick Winquist. Nick, how you been, man? Well, I've been better than, uh, say, 48 hours ago, but, you know, that's okay. Um, it, it is what it is. We're, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm you know, I'm still like going deer hunting after this podcast is over, so like, you know, my life is really not affected at all, especially in the fall <laughs> by, by politics. Yeah. But uh yeah, man, I don't know about you, but I really hate democracy. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I did my part in voting against democracy yesterday, but alas, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. Our sacred democracy, Nick, it's sacred. It is sacred. Democracy spoke tonight and we need to honor it. Um, except we're not, neither of us are going to do that. No, (laughs) no, I'm not a fan of like sacrificing piles of dead children for democracy. I, uh, it's just not, it's, it's not what I'm willing to do, but you know, for anybody who's living under a rock, Ohio passed uh, last night, a constitutional amendment that throws out all the hard work by the pro-life movement over the last decade and, and the state legislature and enshrines abortion as a right in our state constitution. So no more heartbeat bill. No more regulations of any kind. Um, no more parental consent. It uh, got rid of parental consent. So now you can, you know, get an abortion or get a sex change without telling your parents. Um, this is wildly radical, evil stuff um, that will result in piles of dead Ohioans in the in the coming years. Thousands, tens of thousands of slaughtered children. Um, so yeah, man, it, it's definitely a dark day, my friend. It really is, especially for Ohio in particular. I mean, the other ones, it's like, okay, we lost an election. Theoretically, we can win them in the future. I'm not sure if we actually can, but this is something where this is the evil of like a direct democracy where the the people basically bar off any of changing a a whole slew of policies, even by the legislature, Um, like – these these issue initiatives on ballots, this is the result. You know, we can't do anything now in the state of Ohio unless that gets changed. Um, it would take another constitutional amendment. Yeah, I, I think I saw, you know, so, so it was like uh, up until fetal liability, which is like, what is that, like 20, 23 weeks, something like that? Something like um, that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like... Uh, 
what do we even do now in that state? Uh, we were going from six weeks to now uh, 24. It's, I don't know, man. It's not good. Yeah. I mean, this is the evils of democracy. This is why democracy is wicked. Um, this is not how our system of government was supposed to be, obviously. Um, I mean, everybody who's listening knows that I have my problems with even how our, our, our system of government is supposed to be run, but it's it's surely preferable to direct democracy. I mean, the people of Ohio elected Republican supermajorities in the state Senate and the state House. And those Republicans did their job and passed the heartbeat bill, and Mike DeWine did his job and signed it. And that's how democracy is supposed to work in this country. We're a representative republic. We're not a democracy. And that's how voting is supposed to work. And it worked the way it was supposed to. And the Democrats just went around us, man. They just beat us. They have us exactly where they want us. Um, and you've, you've seen it in, in, in uh, Montana. You've seen it in Kansas. Um, it's just a people problem, man. Like, Americans are wicked irreligious people. I mean, like, you know, our form of government was made for a moral and religious people, and Americans are surely not that. I mean, sure, they'll, you know, in, in somewhere like Ohio, they'll vote for a pro-life politician who will, you know, pass bills thinking, oh, it'll never actually happen. But when they actually have to vote directly um, to be responsible for the children that they create, nah, just kill them, right? No, it's no big deal. Honestly, that I yep. mean, that's, that's where the American people are, man. Like, I know it's not nice to say that. You know, I know that... Uh, it's revealing it's pointing out a much deeper problem than just candidates or elections, but that's where we are. Yeah. And, and actually, you know, a lot of people forget even, even libertarians that, you know, Hayek kind of warned us against this where, you know, li Liberty only works if, um, if you have a national identity, if you have morals and if you have some sort of spiritual or religious component to most of society. And once you lose those, um, you fill that void that you have with um, government and with things like this, where you you start to worship things like democracy. It's like, that's not something you worship. That's just a means to a good end, theoretically. Uh, it's, it's, you know, this is, this is exactly what he was talking about, I think, and we're seeing it now. Yeah, I mean, if I have to guess, I mean, you're absolutely right, and Hayek was absolutely right. I, I think if I had to guess, you know, liberty and decency will only survive in very localized areas. You know, certain states, you see Florida really solidifying their, their hold, you know, the Republicans in Florida. You see, um, you know, like in New Hampshire, you know, like a like a swing state, but, you know, they essentially have no laws <laughs> anymore, you know. Yeah. They, they've just really kind of freed their people up there. Um so even when Democrats take over, they can't really do too much damage. And, like, um, it's just going to persist like that. You know, I, I don't—I mean, Trump won Ohio by, like, seven and a half, eight points, something like that. It's been trending red, um, and it just doesn't matter, you know? It doesn't yeah. matter. I, I looked at my county, Lucas County, 75% uh, voted for the amendment. 75, you know it's what I mean? Crazy, it's It's just wild that, 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 you know, three out of four people in, in my county— voted for this radical evil proposal, you know. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's just not a lot of hope for any kind of right-wing initiatives getting done anytime soon. I mean, the Republicans are a bunch of empty suits. The party is leaderless. Um, the, the, the and exit moneyless. Polls and moneyless. We'll get to that in a second, because there's a lot of blame to go around. We'll get there. But re real quick, first, before we move on to Kentucky and Virginia and some of these other places, the exit polls in Ohio were fascinating. 
only 26% of people polled said that they want Joe Biden to be running for re-election, and only yeah. 24, less than a quarter of Ohioans, said they wanted Trump to be running right now. Um, I mean, that, that says a couple things. One, Trump is way less popular than he was even three years ago in Ohio, and two, Republicans didn't come out. Like, I know Trump is, you know, his approval rating is in the high 30s. I mean, he's way underwater right now. But but he still won the state by seven or eight points. Um, Republicans are just demoralized and didn't come out, man. I mean, it's, it's just yeah. I I don't know what you do about that. I don't either. Um, it is a huge problem, and it's a continuing problem. I mean, it probably doesn't help that that tr- Trump has actively told people they don't need to vote. We have enough votes. Um, so that could be a little bit of an issue. But also, yeah, just generally speaking, I think Republicans. You know, normal Republican voters, not Twitter world Republicans, uh, just just kind of feel like things are over and they're not coming out to vote, which makes it worse. Um, But also, yeah, we just have a fundamental structural issue with the party. Um, And, you know, I don't know how to overcome that, but the like a lot of these elections shouldn't have number one shouldn't have even been close. But number two, we shouldn't have lost uh like like you know Kentucky prime yeah. example Daniel Cameron should have should have easily won it it really doesn't even matter who was running against Andy Bashir they should have won if they had an R next to their name um but some for some reason that didn't happen and i think a lot of republicans are still in the mode of of like the 90s and the early 2000s where democrats didn't really come out to vote in the midterms um but that has changed because Democrats are no longer passive with this stuff. I mean, they haven't ever really been, at least the elites uh, of the Democratic Party. But now regular people in the Democratic Party come out every single election. And uh, that poses a problem for Republicans because that has, we have to change our whole strategy. I mean, there's nothing that drives Democrat votes more than Donald Trump. Yeah. I mean, in, in Kentucky, it's a great example— Bashir beat Daniel Cameron by six points. Yeah. Cameron was the only Republican running statewide in Kentucky that Trump endorsed. And Cameron thought incorrectly that he could just campaign on Trump liking him, just say Trump all the time. Like, literally the first word in his Twitter bio is Trump. Yeah. And he made the entire campaign about Trump. The other two Republicans running statewide who Trump did not endorse won huge. Russell Coleman won the AG race by 16 points, and Michael Adams won the Secretary of State race by 21 points. Plus 16 plus 21, minus six, <laughs> okay? Like like a 21-point swing between the Secretary of State race and the gubernatorial race. Like, you can claim it's not all Trump, which is true. Like, Bashir is popular for a Democrat and rich, and he has, like, the family dynasty name thing, which is important in some of these states. But all the, the other two Republicans running statewide rejected Trump's 2020 conspiracy theory nonsense and just talked about the issues and won by 20. Cameron performs fellatio on Trump, for a year and loses to a regime Joe Biden Democrat. I mean, like anybody saying Trump isn't to blame at all or the GOP doesn't have a Trump problem is just a loser who's committed to losing and should be disregarded forever or is being paid by the Trump campaign and should also be disregarded forever. I mean, it's just like you cannot it it doesn't matter if Bashir was the perfect candidate and Daniel Cameron was the worst candidate. He performed 27 points worse, 27 points worse than Michael Adams, 27 points. I mean, in Ohio last year, 
J.D. Vance performed 21 points behind Mike DeWine. 21. This isn't yeah. on the margins, man. This is not on the margins. Like, I get that Trump has a big enough base of support that 20% of the electorate to, you know, pull, you know, get him through this primary unscathed. But that's nothing. I mean, that's not, that's no one. I mean, that that's not, people will vote, those people are going to vote for whatever Republican anyway. It's not benefiting Republicans at all. I, it's, if you look at it, you cannot, as a serious adult, if you see somebody online or one of these commentators you're listening to, I'm talking to the people back home, if you hear somebody saying Trump has holds no blame for any of this, they're either being paid by the Trump campaign or they're just the biggest idiot loser on the face of the earth. And either way, you need to block these people, mute these people, regard, disregard these people forever because they're not adding anything of substance to the discourse. No, that, that's exactly right. And I think part of this delusion comes from, well, number one, just, you know, the, the Trump base is just convinced that, you know, Trump is invincible and we can get anything done with Trump. Uh, that's not true. But also, uh, we've gotten into this cycle where, you know, people will win a primary by huge margins and then they're convinced, oh, this guy's going to win the general. But those two elections are completely different things. Um, and we're, we're electing people who blow it out of the water by getting endorsed by Trump in a primary. Okay, great. That wasn't really a hard fought battle. That's pretty easy to do when only the Trump base is voting. Um, and then we go to a general election and they get blown out of the water because they don't understand that most Americans are not on the same page as them. Um, so I, I, you know, I don't know how to break this delusion, but it's definitely happening. I mean, I even saw people, you know, one of my trending tags or words last night was rigged. I mean, we're going back <laughs> to that again. Like, oh, yeah, just the Trump endorsed candidates, not any of the other Republicans on the ballot had rigged elections somehow. Uh, don't understand that. Some cognitive dissonance there, dissonance there. But yeah, man, it's it's not good. Yeah, elections are rigged exclusively against Trump-endorsed candidates yes. <laughs> all across the country in every state. Yeah, it's a big conspiracy. Um, and I don't know how many election cycles it's going to take for us to fix this. Probably a, a so, long time. A few, yeah. at least three, four, yeah. I, I mean, Yeah, I thought the last three were enough, but I guess not. Trump and Trumpism hasn't won an election since 2016. That's seven years ago, man. Mm -hmm. That's a long time. Yeah. It's a long time. And we've lost, I mean, we had something like 31 or 32 governorships at that point. Now we're down to like 24. Yeah, man, it, it's just, it's brutal out there. And if you look at, it, I know this is just like the, the two online people, but I think it is important. Team Trump and, you know, Laura Loomer and all these crazy hacks. We're all saying that they wanted Republicans in Virginia to lose because they hate Glenn Youngkin. Why? Because other people on the internet said they want Glenn to run for president one day. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's yeah. why. So it's like, these people do not care about you. They don't care about the country. They don't care about the right or about anything. It's just a game to them. It's a stupid club on the internet. They hate you. They don't care if Democrats win every election from now to kingdom come. In fact, they probably prefer it because they get to keep on grifting and fundraising. I mean, right. these people, like... It, Governing's hard. If you just lose and whine about it, make a bunch of money, that's way easier than actually governing and getting things done. I'll tell you what, man, I'm I'm getting real tired of losing. Speaking of losing, let's not forget that Trump dragged Ronna Romney McDaniel across the finish line for her fourth term as a GOP chair. 
because she just performed fellatio on Trump in public. I mean, that's it. That's why. Like, she's terrible. She's a ridiculous establishment rhino, whatever MAGA tries to call Mitch McConnell. Every every one of those adjectives applies to Ronna Romney McDaniel. She's the worst. She's the worst record as of any GOP chair in our lifetime, certainly. But who cares? She she sucks Trump's dick, so Trump endorsed her. It's like really, man. Like you people are lost. Like you MAGA people, you are lost. You have lost the plot. If you are still buying into this grift, you are you're lost. You are lost in the wilderness, my friends. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's a great example, Ronna McDaniel. Uh, Ronna Romney McDaniel, I should say. Uh, <laughs> like, she, you're right. She has been terrible. And at the, at the beginning, I don't think Trump even liked her. But then she started to pivot and, um, and, and start to prove her loyalty to, to his ring. And all of a sudden, she's the darling of the GOP in his eyes. Uh, it's just... It's all terrible. Um, she's terrible at fundraising. She's terrible at uh, organizing actual field work, and she has she has zero uh, election cycle victories under her belt, as far as I can remember. Um, yeah. I, I don't remember if she was chair in 2016 or if that was still previous. It was pre. It was previous. Yeah, she has no victories under her belt. This is all about just loyalty, um, and that's a that is a toxic way to operate a party. Yeah, I mean, because Trump has a toxic way that he lives his life. I mean, he's yeah. influenced dramatically by whoever says nice things about him. Like he has <laughs> Lindsey Graham at every campaign stop. Like he loves Lindsey Graham, Ugh, praises Lindsey Graham, loves him. And so he'll just he'll do whatever Lindsey Graham wants. He'll if the Democrats if. Jake Tapper on CNN says something nice, he'll do what Jake Tapper wants. You know, if Chuck Schumer says something nice about him, he'll do what Chuck Schumer wants. He'll, I mean, sometimes it works out. Like, you know, he'll play golf with Rand Paul, and Rand will be like, hey, you should not bomb Iran. He'll be like, okay, I won't bomb Iran. <laughs> but it's like there's one yes. Rand Paul, and there's 10,000 other snakes in the grass out there pulling him in the wrong direction. You know what I mean? And you just can't have an unprincipled child who doesn't know what he believes in making the decisions for the Republican Party. Because now the Republican yeah. Party is pro-choice, anti-gun, anti-sound economics. Pro, it's just like all over the place on foreign policy. I mean, there's no real foreign policy of the GOP anymore. It's just like whatever, you know, like they support some interventions. They, they don't like others. They like bombing some countries and don't like bombing others. I mean, there's nothing there. There's nothing of principle that this man is standing on. Like his entire intellect, his entire personality and platform is built on the fucking sand, Nick. And it's all falling down because you can't yeah. build a movement with nothing based on nothing of substance you can't do it that's not the, the democrats don't do that <laughs> their platform is substantive it's evil it's despicable it makes my makes me want to vomit but it's coherent you yeah, can't tell me that the, Dem that the democrats don't have a coherent strategy it's crush us kill babies set the world on fire and they're doing it mm -hmm. Because they have a plan, they raise money, and they do it. And Trump is an idiot, so he's really, he's extremely easy to outsmart. My goodness, yeah. my eight-month-old daughter could outsmart, outsmart Donald Trump. Like, it is, man, I, I'm real tired of losing. I'm tired of losing, Nick. Yeah, and, it, and it's funny that you said the, you know, like, incoherence on everything. Uh, because, you know, years ago, at one point, he 
Donald Trump liked Rand Paul and John Bolton at the same time. And yeah, man. <laughs> yep. How does any how does any person with any you know compass on policy like those two people at the same time? It makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it's yeah. It's all it about it, loyalty. Yeah. There's nothing behind it. It's all about him and his own ego. And Republicans were massively outspent, almost two to one, in Ohio, Kentucky, and Virginia. And that is going to be a massive problem going into next year, man. It's not about the presidency. I think Trump has moved so far to the left. I mean, he's totally abandoned sound economics. He, you know, it, it's going to be bad. I mean, he's just going to blow out the, the debt, same as Biden is doing, same as Trump did in his last couple years in office. That's not going to get any better. Foreign policy is never going to get any better, unfortunately. Um but, I mean, like, I just don't see how Republicans win anything. We're going to lose the House. We're probably going to—I mean, we, Republicans have no business not retaking the Senate because the Senate map is terrible for Democrats. But, I mean, come on, man. Like, I'm sure yeah. I'm sure we'll nominate Dr. Oz again and Herschel Walker. Maybe, you know, we find another, like, you know, football player with CTE and a bunch of illegitimate children. You know what I mean? Run him. <laughs> Run him in Kentucky. Run him in, yeah. in New Hampshire. You know what I mean? Like— but they they can't even—at least Republicans were able to raise money. Now they can't even do that. Why? Because half the Republican donations are going to Trump's pocket to pay his legal bills. It's like, man, I, I live in Ohio. We were—DeWine DeWine can raise money, and DeWine's by far the most popular politician in Ohio. Like, if he ran against Trump statewide in Ohio, he would beat Trump by 20 points. I don't get it. DeWine's terrible, but he's, he's yeah. by far the most popular politician in Ohio. There probably isn't another living politician in the country who could beat Mike DeWine in Ohio, and he did spend a bunch of money and really start— getting the ads out there late in the game here on on uh, this amendment issue one. But it's just, you know, it, they just weren't able to outraise the Demo Democrats. The Democrats had tons of out-of-state money coming in. It just wasn't enough. And it's like, it's going to be like this in every state, on every issue, and in every election next year. I mean, we're yeah. just, Trump's legal bills are going to drain the pockets of Republican donors. You're already seeing it. I mean, the fact that, Daniel Kamen was outspent two to one in Kentucky. I mean, there's twice as many Republicans than Democrats in Kentucky. If he should at least be able to be competitive in the fundraising, but they can't. Republicans cannot raise money, and they're not going to as long as Trump's the face of the party. I mean, all the money, like 100% of the the super PAC money, has gone to legal bills and attacking Ron DeSantis. You know what I mean? Like none of it has actually gone to Trump actually campaigning thus far. You can't win like that. You're going to lose everything like that. Yeah, and that's the other thing is that you know there's no intention of funneling that money into the actual campaign because any fundraiser he does, if you look, you know, if you donate on WinRed or something, um, and you get, you know, um, you see that there's a split on it, it'll usually go, some of it'll go to the candidate, some of it'll go to Trump's PAC, uh, but it's never his campaign account. It's always the PAC now, yeah, because he needs the PAC to pay his legal bills. And none of the money you're giving to him is actually going to go toward winning the election. It's just a grift. Um, and, and the billionaire and donors it, yeah. and the billionaire donors are too smart. They're not going to give their money. They they want to give their money to um to the actual campaigns, you know. So they'll give it to the yep. super PACs who are independent and and aren't just paying legal bills. You know, the the small dollar donors by by people making as much as you and I, um, that money is going to Trump's pockets to pay his lawyers. And that, you know, like, that wouldn't offend me as much if the situation were reversed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if, if yeah. Trump were just 
taking billionaires' money and paying his lawyers, that would be a little bit more palatable to me than taking the trucker and the bartender and the ditch diggers' money and paying his lawyers with it. You know what I mean? Like that that seems much more evil to me than if than if the scenario were reversed. Oh yeah, I totally agree. It's it's uh it's it's a moral it's morally terrible to take money from someone who doesn't have a lot of it and pay your own legal bills with it as a billionaire. Uh, it's just, it's really sick. Um, and, you know, this is all sad because Republicans used to be really good at fundraising. I mean, we would outspend Democrats in some states before Ronna McDaniel and all of that. Um, the party itself could actually sustain itself without, you know, uh, you know, one person basically carrying the whole load, which right now is Donald Trump. Um, we did good fundraising after Romney and after he was basically uh, ostracized. Um, we had no real face of the party at that point, and we still raised a lot of money just from the RNC. And now it's all changed. I mean, the RNC is not able to make any money. Part of that is because they've um, reached out to their lists way too much. Like, I get a text basically every single day. Okay. Sometimes, some, sometimes <laughs> three or four, you know, it'll be like, oh, you know, Carl Rove here. We, we need more. Like, it's just I'm like, oh, OK, uh, re read uh, Donald Trump's encrypted message within 15 minutes. And it's like, OK, well, a lot of people are going to stop answering these if you're sending them so much. But, yeah, I mean, it's just, a, you know, the money, the money thing is what I think did us in in those states. And in addition to Trump's uh, meddling and making things worse in those races. Yeah. Yeah, and like I don't care about Republicans or Democrats or anything. Yeah. I, I only care about my agenda. <laughs> yeah. You know? Because I'm right about everything. I don't know if you knew that. Um, <laughs> you know, like the things I want are good and the things I don't want are bad. So I, I want good things to happen and less bad things to happen. Um, I mean, I'm only a registered Republican because you have to register a party in Ohio to vote in primaries. Um I mean, I would certainly be an independent if I if I weren't forced to. And I, I I'm always going to vote in Republican primary, so I'm always going to be a, a registered Republican. But um, I mean, I just don't see the GOP as a vehicle to advance anything good in this country anytime soon. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what to do about that. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to register with some third party or something. Like I'm not. I don't want to be associated with the Libertarian Party. Seen those idiots? I don't. I don't want anything to do yeah. with that. Um, don't. Don't hear what I'm not saying, Nick, but it's just like, I, I don't know. I mean, it's going to, you know, let's just say like Trump right now and his clown car of support, Lauren Boebert, uh, who's the gay guy with the fake name and the fake baby and shit. Um, yes. George, George Santos, my favorite politician, um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates. Let's say these people, which these people are not going to win and take power, and even if they did, they wouldn't know how to wield power or get anything done because they're a bunch of clowns who don't know anything about anything. But, like, let's say, like, Jack Posobiec's dream scenario happens and Trump and all these idiots take power. I mean, they're just going to, like, ban guns, drive up the debt, bomb some random country, and, like, support trans stuff and say that heartbeat bills are bad. Yeah. So it's like, that doesn't help me, man. Like, these people have betrayed me. These people have spit in my face. And I'm pissed, man. I endorsed Trump on this show in 2020. 
I didn't have, I would have endorsed him in 2016, but I didn't host a show in 2016. Started the show February 2017. I endorsed the show. I endorsed Trump on the show publicly. I had all these pro-Trump Trump people on. I laid out the, the case to vote for Donald Trump in 2020. I changed lots of votes. I, I Trust me, I, I see the comments and the messages. I convinced all you MAGA people yelling at me for telling the truth right now. Just know that I changed more people. I changed more votes towards Trump than you did. So yeah. screw you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm actually out here doing something. I'm not just tweeting about it like you hacks. Like you idiots. So I don't want to. I, I, I'm not sympathetic to your stupid MAGA arguments one iota. But I, I, I mean, I'm ashamed that I endorsed that guy in campaign for him. I mean, he's just yeah. betrayed me on everything: guns, abortion, economics, like every. I mean, the dude's terrible. I mean, I remember, like even on, on foreign policy, you know, he talks about being pro-Israel and stuff. And on Ukraine, he was exactly with the Biden regime. Like he said, what you know? What's your plan for ending the Ukraine war? And he said exactly Biden's plan. I'm like, okay, yeah. so he's just like a Democrat on guns, a Democrat on war, a Democrat on spending, a Democrat on abortion. Like, what are you doing? He's all he's buddies with, uh, with Caitlyn Jenner. He's all about the trans stuff. Doesn't want you know? Doesn't want uh, Republicans to talk about the social issues. What? Like, what an absolute! Right. Like the dude has betrayed me on everything important. Man, that, I just made a a, a huge error by wasting my time and wasting the audience's time on this show talking about how you should vote for Trump. Believe me, brother, I ain't making that mistake again. Yeah, I don't blame you. It's it's sad. I don't know what I don't know what's going to happen from all of this, but yeah, I mean, he's kind of he's moved on a lot of stuff and lately he's been like particularly excited about being um pro-choice. Um I I don't know where that's coming from, but it, lots of weird things happening right now, and I think it would do us all some good to uh, to err on the side of caution. But I don't think that's that's obviously not going to happen with the base. It's um, and I don't know that they'll even learn their lesson if he loses again. I, I think it'll just make things worse. So I don't know where we go from here, but I know that independents are going to be a particular problem. The only chance he has at winning is just that Joe Biden is so terribly uh, unpopular as well, that it's basically a race to the bottom. So yeah. And then he gets elected real, and then he gets elected yeah. by, you know, the skin of his teeth with no mandate. Cause it's people voting against a dementia patient. He doesn't get anything yeah. done. The Democrats in Congress work him because congressional Democrats and Senate Democrats are way smarter than congressional and senatorial Republicans, obviously. I mean, look at the whole yeah. Speaker of the House nonsense last month. I mean, like, Republicans are a joke. You know, but, like, I, I just don't, like, even if somehow he pulls it out over Biden, which I'd, I'd give him maybe a 25% chance he could do it. I mean, it's like, what what's going to change? I mean, is are we going to get back to sound money? No. I mean, he's, he's attacking no. any Republican who, who wants to reduce spending. He said, no, we will not reduce spending. And I'll attack anybody from the left who wants to. Well, I mean, like, Social Security is going to be insolvent in, what, six, seven years? 2030, 2031, it's all over, man. The gravy train's over. You know what happens when everybody's throwing off their health care? People start dying. Yeah. I mean, like, dude, like, this isn't a joke. This isn't a game. And I get it to Team Trump. It's just a game. It's a club, and it's fun. I understand. It's fun to be in, like, the majority of a movement. It's fun to be have the accepted, mainstream, 
established it, like that, that's the thing like maga is the republican establishment right now yeah and just how like you know whatever bill crystal and jonah goldberg enjoyed that like the comfort of being like the middle of like the republican establishment for 20 years like that's maga now like they are that yeah. establishment and it's nice and it's fun and it's easy and it's comfortable to be a part of that internet club and that that cool kid table but if you're if you're driving the car over the ledge at essentially the same speed the Democrats are, what's the point? Like, what's the point in winning elections? Yep, there isn't one. I just don't know, man. Those exit polls. I mean, I, I don't. And for both candidates, Trump and Biden, it's like, it twenty four percent want Trump running for president, twenty six percent want Biden running for president in Ohio. Have we ever seen yep. numbers anywhere near that? I mean, three quarters of Americans hate. The two presumptive nominees. I mean, obviously, they're both 80, so, like, one of them could die or be, like, completely incapacitated to the point where they can't even fake it. You know what I mean? Like, God forbid. I mean, I hope they both live to 120, but, I mean, like, I mean, anything could happen. I mean, I, I, nothing is a foregone conclusion when you're talking about men in their 80s. But, man, I mean, just the, the, the unpopularity of both of these candidates. I I mean, I, I guess I have to get on, like, on Real Clear Politics and look up, like, historical, like, polling and stuff, but, like— I, I'd, I'd be shocked if we ever had two candidates this unpopular running against each other. It, yeah, it seems very unlikely. Um, and, you know, I can't even think of one in recent memory that that would that would mirror this. It's very unusual, and people are basically just going to go out to vote because they hate the other guy. It's not because they like their guy. Uh, it's going to be like, oh, well, I despise Trump, so I'm going to vote for the geriatric patient – or, you know, I despise Biden and I'm going to vote for this kind of, you know, schizophrenic guy. Um, there's just it, uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's going to be it's going to be an election of I don't want that guy. So I'm going to vote for this guy. Well, you know, don't worry. The stakes are low. Everything's economy's yeah. fine. The, the, there's no wars on or anything like that. So, you know, elections don't matter. Peaceful time. Yeah cares about the hundreds of thousands of dead babies you know (laughs) here and abroad of course oh man just you and i making friends and influencing people once again once again nick (laughs) yeah as always (laughs) (laughs) thanks for coming on brother i'm sure we'll do it again soon where can everybody uh follow you keep in touch all that good stuff yeah you can um follow me on twitter at nick underscore lindquist and then catch my uh media articles at nicklindquist.com Everybody follow Nick. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Monday. No gimmicks.